and has previously worked with zeta and housing.com he is super active in educating the design community through his various workshops and talks what draw interest me to know his thoughts and about design and his motion based interfaces is basically work from swiggy and more uh, swiggy's design work is arguably the most acknowledged work in the indian startup world when it comes to design today we are here to discuss with saptarishi some nuances about motion in interface design and looking forward for a fun conversation So thank you Saptarishi for giving us your time and it's a real pleasure to have you on audio again. Thank you Kedar I feel really honored to be invited uh, into your platform here. I've been uh, I've been following Audio Gyan for a while and I've been listening to some of your podcasts as well. Really feel good to be featured here. Thank you thank you. Uh yeah so I've come up with four to five questions and mainly uh the the bra- background is about interface uh, motion design and obviously to know more about your thought process and uh, uh, your work practices and more about that so uh if we can start by you telling us uh, how do you define motion design or some background about motion design how did you get into it so you know all the things that i have learned after i started uh, designing professionally uh, product design which is my profession it is all to enhance my work you know enhance experiences that i create for my users right so the way i see it is it is another just another way of uh, uh, solving problems for the user If you take the example of say drinking water, right? How would you normally do it? We take a glass, we fill it from a tap and then we drink it, right? That's how we normally do it. But what do we do when we don't have the glass? We directly drink from the tap, right? Now if you were to imagine that we are in a forest and there's just a pond and nothing else and I'm if I'm really thirsty, I would drink directly from the pond, right? So the thing here is the job that we are doing is drinking water. everything else is just a means to make it better make the experience better and make the experience of drinking water better right so if i don't have a glass i just use a tap if i don't have a tap directly from the pond just like that when i'm creating experiences for my user if i know only interaction design you know which is about flows that's how i started by the way i would be only doing so much i feel you know so i felt that it's needed to learn visual design so that you know i can have more means to solve the problems which i have been already doing then motion design was just another step ahead because i feel the more means i have i have more flexibility to express myself and uh, do a better job at making delightful and functional experiences for my user wow that's that's a great analogy here <laughs> thank uh, you yeah so i wanted to basically just start by asking you like uh, if you can list down some cool yet sut- uh, cool subtle yet noticeable occurrences of motion design in interface i mean you can take analog instances for example right. uh, in in the apple watch you have that breathe app right, <laughs> right. it just it just feels very natural sure. in fact uh, i did one interview with uh, shrinath uh, rangamani right uh, i believe he's your boss actually yes yeah. absolutely <laughs> so uh, so yeah uh, the the discount icon which rotates right. uh, on the motion so he's gave me an example of the pulsating um, um, signals at night or maybe the macbook pros light which blinks at your heart space right. uh, heart space so uh, if you have any instances of motion design um, and uh, 
yeah so this will help just set the context to the rest of the conversation sure i mean i see a lot of uh, functional motion design uh, everywhere uh, something which is you know beyond delight uh, contrary to the popular belief which uh, kind of suggests that motion is only for delight or something for fun uh, there are a lot of functional aspects to it and uh, i myself have worked on a lot of things in achieving them like you know the example that you have used about the breathe app i feel the entire apple watch experience is uh, heavily dependent on motion right it's it's a designer's delight i would say you know i wear one and uh, more than the functional bits you know it makes me happy every single time the breathe app definitely is a uh, is a wonderful example it's not just the way things move you know it's also the haptic feedback that you get so that you know it's much easier for you to sync your breathing with that right in addition to that i think you've also spoken about that spinning discount wheel on uh, swiggy right that was uh, one thing that we did of course you know long before i joined uh, it was done uh, before i joined so that spinning discount it was probably done just for the heck of it because you know it's a very low cost low hanging fruit like we say in a you know you know in our company setup so that's how it was done but i i would like to believe that uh, that has surely improved some of our numbers because the discount is a lot more visible thing once uh, it is spinning and uh, every time you scroll you can't miss it because mm. it's right in front of you so i believe they are really good implementation of uh, motion and you know at times it uh, also happens that uh, there's a lot of thing that you need to communicate mm. if you are going by the uh, conventional way of using just text and images perhaps you know you may end up uh, showing a lot of things which your user might not actually read or understand so i have seen motion doing wonderful work there uh, i remember in housing.com i was uh, using uh, i was working on something which was very text heavy you know we were trying to explain a fairly complex concept um, with regards to home buying and uh, i kind of made an animation in which you know it was about developer payment plans you know how how often do you pay as your building is getting constructed by your um, by your uh, real estate developer so that was completely done using motion without with minimal text so it was your building you know you swipe you see the building growing and you get to see how much money you pay in every stage mm-hmm. so i believe these were some really good implementation of motion like in general you know i feel every app has got some of the other motion which kind of uh, Uh, relates helps us uh, related with the real life mm-hmm. you know the way a menu opens or the way things get into the card it kinds of gives you more assurances in every step that yes what i have done has got executed and it just makes you more confident as a user mm-hmm. and any analog examples uh, which has inspired you uh, in work analog examples uh, you know i, I i'm i'm an engineer i'm from an engineering background so which means i studied science so i always uh, see everything from the point of view of physics hmm. right So uh physical examples yes you know uh say let's take in a ball for example what will happen a rubber ball when it just drops on the ground you know it'll bounce in a certain way but the thing is different if i say drop a golf ball or a cricket ball right so what i see is uh i try and see all these things how things behave in certain conditions and try to replicate them in my work mm. for example you know there's a lot difference between i say hey kedar mm. versus hey kedar you see the difference so of course you can't see how i moved my hands and head perhaps but there's a clearly uh, the levels of enthusiasm are a lot more uh, are, are way different in these two approaches hmm. so in the same way when we uh, tweak our motion design a bit the the mood and the enthusiasm level of your product can change drastically yeah so moving on to the next question because it as you mentioned physics right. so i wanted to know more about uh, the importance of physics in making motion interfaces i mean to my understanding i'm not like a very uh, 
like a great consumer of uh, games but uh, from my understanding i played angry birds for a yeah. really long time <laughs> and i was reading about the why it feels different right. obviously there's like whole lot of game series which happens which are heavy on motion but this right. is my uh, primary uh, <laughs> naive understanding about uh, physics so angry birds is one such uh, game which illustrates the importance of physics mm-hmm. uh, similarly is there any app or any digital product which uses u- which uses motion very effectively um, and what all elements have been used in motion i mean there's gyroscope there's accelerometer and bunch of other things which you might know so if you can share more about that Right so uh, yes angry birds i'm sure all of us have played but i wish you know it was there when i was preparing for my you know coaching and engineering and all because we were reading this thing called projectile motion and angry bird kind of beautifully says you know how uh, you know how velocity and the angle uh, will uh, will will act on how where the bird will actually go and fall so that's actually hardcore physics but when you play the game you you don't have those equations in your mind yeah it's right? invisible yeah it's it's invisible but you are doing it just out of intuition and you don't feel it hard just like the uh, not like the physics equations which you find uh, tough to cram because uh, we naturally live in that environment right like when i throw something it falls i mean we can uh, we know that based on how hard i have thrown something whether it will hit the wall or it will just fall on the floor even before hitting the wall so on and so forth so i think angry bird beautifully captures that uh, but yes physics plays a very important role in uh, understanding and even executing motion design in fact I've written a blog post on the same. So. Yes, the guy, the Swiggy delivery guy. Yeah, the Swiggy delivery that. guy. So you know, uh, people ask me this question a lot. You know, how do I start with motion design? So to that, I usually say, you know, you start with physics and scaring mm-hmm. away most of the people. So this physics, which I mean, is the amount of physics that you know for playing Angry Birds, like mm-hmm. you rightly put it. It's about knowing how things fall, how things move in the environment because there's gravity, because there is a lot of other external factors. You know, it's about knowing when to catch a ball, a moving ball, and recoil your hand back so that you know the impact of the ball on your hand is minimum, so that it doesn't hurt your hand. These are the physics, you know, the normal things which we see and feel in the real world. So this is the kind of physics which is needed. Uh, now coming to the other question, where uh, you know physics have been implemented very well. i cannot distinguish if you know there's a clearly physics has been uh, you know made made a better use than others any app the apple watch and every other app that you've spoken about which has you know nailed it where we feel that yes i'm i can sync with the real life happening that is where physics have been uh, considered really well mm-hmm. it doesn't always have to be you know that some concept of physics as in case of uh, angry birds where it was projectile motion to be clear it doesn't have to be that as long as you know you're sync with the real world you have taken care of certain things uh, i think we can say that mm-hmm. that particular app has uh, done really so so what makes say what like i don't know both are um, indian now like at least but uh, there's a clear difference when you use ola and there's a clear difference when you use uber right and uh, have you observed any pattern uh, who has used what beautifully especially the the loading animation for ola right there's a there's a marker which bounces in a particular fashion right. and the last bounce just creates a ripple effect like what have been your observations with any other apps also which they have used effectively and that creates some sort of a delight some sort of a feedback and more things like you know it's it's continuity right uh, when you if you're talking about that pin falling on the ola app yeah, you open the app you see a splash screen and then you see a marker right you because you know it has a lot to do with maps and uh, cars where you are location and then the same marker it just falls on the map 
So it gives you a clear connect that, hey, you know, you are in Ola and this marker that you see is an important thing. And then the same marker, when it falls onto the map, your attention kind of is still on the marker because, yes, that's a very important uh, first step uh, to start using the Ola app because your location is really important. So it kind of continues the uh, continues the whole journey, right? Mm -hmm. It makes it a lot better. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you ask about similar experiences, uh, so it's this app called Waze. Uh, it essentially works on Google Maps. So just a different take on how Google Map can be used. It's, of course, it's for navigation. So you should see how the users are onboarded on it. You know, it's a beautiful use of uh, 3D and uh, motion. It just, uh, you know, makes you smile. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, the Waze is kind of an app where uh, you can always question, why do I need to use this? Because I have my Apple Maps, I have my Google Maps. So this first step kind of ensures that, okay, these guys are different, right? Mm. So I think that kind of ensures that you don't question. And even if you question, you have certain answers. Hey, fine. This does same work as Google Maps, but there's a different take. Let me just go ahead and see. Mm -hmm. right? Similarly, I have uh, I've seen the onboarding experience in Cred. Uh, Cred is a like incredible app, by the way. Mm -hmm. So uh, the onboarding is a very long experience because you know you give your PAN number, it, it searches for your credit scores. It takes a it takes a lot of time, fairly good amount of time, and users can likely drop off. Right. So what is good is they have made some brilliant. Uh, they've done some brilliant work with motion design, which kind of engages you. You know, for every step, you know, you entered your PAN number and it's successfully gone. It'll reward you with some sort of confetti, mm -hmm. right? And when your credit score is uh, approved, uh, it again rewards you. So all these experiences are so rewarding that whenever during the long journey, the user feels like dropping off, it does something to elate the user and he ends up not. I'm a user of very low tolerance and I continue the whole onboarding process. So I believe they've done a great job. <laughs> That's brilliant. Yeah, and actually coming back to the game part, so motion has been long used in games. So, so in fact, games uh, progress or genre is yes. defined by the the speed and the moment uh, of movement of things which is happening on yes. the app, uh, on the the product itself. So, is motion uh, used? How is motion used in the interface design uh, dominantly? And can you share any insights about difference uh, different motions used in games versus UI? Uh, I'm talking specifically about the interaction part, right? Got Games it. is, yeah, you you interact, but there's a journey, there's a, right. there's a, and also with games, you are engaged with the right. product, right? When when the interface, when it comes to UI design, the product has to engage with you. So is there any peculiar difference which you have seen? And um, also if you can give some examples of how different speed settings evoke different um, right. the thought processes, uh, yeah, I'm afraid like we don't have a slide presentation because you would have done a better job with that. But yeah, if you can no, just have I'll try some my, common examples. I'll try my best to explain with the words. Yeah. Yes, yeah, you know, there's a lot of motion involved in uh, games. Yes, of course, when we say games, we are talking about certain kinds of games which involves. So I think the primary difference is uh, in case of products, say an app or something, say something like Swiggy, uh, motion is more about a supplement, you know, something which enhances your experience and makes it more natural for you. Of course, there are there are more functional aspects as well, but primarily it is that. For example, when I tap on the filters button, the user wants to set filters. That is his primary goal, the primary job to be done, right? The fact that I'm opening it, I'm transitioning the half cart and it opens with a spring motion, it's just an addition. It's like, you know, it's a response to your action. You have tapped on something and it has, uh, it has opened in a more natural way. Mm. That's about it. It just augments the actual, the main function that you're trying to do. Instead, in games, what you're doing, the motion could be the primary thing that you want, 
For example, if I were, I mean, I don't play a lot of games, but if I can think of Yeah, uh, you're just walking towards a particular area. Right. Yeah. So if I think of say Age of Empires, I don't even know if that's the right example. So when you create a house, right? It builds for a while and then suddenly when the house is ready, you know, it rewards you with some sort of uh, it's some sort of a thing it's some sort of an animation which happens which kind of tells you that hey your thing is over now you can start using this house or now you can start using this academy and train your people right so that itself is the main thing so you know that's the reason why you have done it hmm. similarly if you talk about racing games like you were also asking about how speeds could differ right you can clearly see the difference you know when the car is accelerating and when the car is at its full speed and when the car has a nitro activated right you see how uh, it's not always that you know your background scene or the car is actually moving fast but the thing can be simulated in such a way that it gives you an illusion that it's really really fast i've seen in some of games i think it was mm-hmm. nfs if i'm not mistaken or asphalt where when you activate the nitro uh, it it doesn't just make things faster it just you know shakes a couple of things around you in the screen mm-hmm. and it gives you a sensation that it's really fast You know what happens when you drive a car really fast and everything kind of starts yeah. shaking when you're an you know, upward of 130 140 it kind of vibrates and uh, you feel that you know something is really fast so i think they have imp- uh, they have tried to replicate that mm-hmm. and you actually feel that wow yes my car is moving really fast mm-hmm. and things get you know motion blurred and blurred, stuff yeah. yeah so from what like whatever conversation we had so far i saw like peculiar one word which is reward <laughs> so so i want to understand uh, what all things are achieved through motion other than sit delight uh feedback and now that you have added reward yes uh so so yeah uh, and what has made motion design critical in these times also so if you can just give some more aspects or more advantages of motion right uh using motion in ui right delight is definitely one of the things as you have said a reward yes it's partially delight because a reward always makes you happy right but there are functional bits as well like uh, what if you're not rewarded what if you're not delighted hmm. what will happen right even though everything is functional but uh, there can be some negative consequences as well so delight and rewards are also equally important uh, now coming to the rest of the functional bits you know i feel it helps in establishing the right visual hierarchy right uh, think of it you know a dance sequence happening in bollywood there are some 50 odd dancers dancing right but you clearly know that this is the main character this is the actor this is the actress and you know they are dancing and the folks behind that are you know of slightly lesser importance and someone who's at the say fifth or sixth row is probably of not that much of importance although all of them are dancing all of them are present on the frame you exactly know who are the main ones what you need it, to look at is it not because of the contrast costume they use typically if the background people are black these guys are wearing white right so that's to main highlight so i get what you're trying to say but yeah continue sorry yeah that's certainly one of the ways you know they diff- wear different clothes and all hmm. so the same thing is also established in a ui hmm. right uh, like there's one example which i use say if it's a payment screen right where you swipe to pay there are lots of things you know it's probably your cart you have your items you have a place where you can add a discount coupon your address your mobile number and so many things but the primary action that we want the user to do it is just go and swipe and make the payment perhaps right mm. so in that case a new user say if is not comfortable if he doesn't know where to go ahead with so we can do subtle things which kind of indicates you know it directs your attention uh, from the every other let's call them distraction right now for a lack of better word to something which really matters right so directing attention is uh, is a very important thing 
mm-hmm. making something stand out is really important feedback is very important you know feedback doesn't always have to be uh, like you know something which is done say you know successfully placed order or something it could be any kind of feedback you know it can be a Just list a of tap of a button also yes tap yeah. of a button or a list of cards so if i tap on someone that card grows so you know that oh yeah this card has grown and now i'm seeing the details of this whereas the other cards got pushed up and down and they're there mm-hmm. the moment i press on back or close they'll again come back mm-hmm. so these are you know assurances that hey nothing is lost everything is still present just that you have interacted with one and they are just hidden temporarily from you you can always go back to them mm-hmm. right so there are lots of functional aspects uh, are there as well mm-hmm. yes yeah, so actually i interrupted you but uh, when you said about choreography or yeah. dance sequence i think uh, i'm just i don't know whether it's a force fit but uh, there's a famous song madhuri dikshit and uh, prabhu deva kesara sara okay. right so there's there's a oh, lot of people dancing in the background yes uh but this prabhu deva doing his actions independently which right. again gets attention right so and then you can clearly see the difference in uh, in hierarchy right and so i yeah right and it, it of course dance uh, when i meant dance it was yeah prabhu deva doing his own special stuff which others are not doing mm-hmm. like you might have seen you know the notifications uh, the bubble the one which says that you have two or three notifications mm. so and it's less likely that you might look into that but say if it uh, levitates or if it uh, you know exhibits some sort of motion then probably you're likely to see you know if it happens once or twice and then it stops mm-hmm. i've also seen in some places where say the notification icon if that is a bell the bell kind of in rings in facebook i think yeah, yeah it yeah. just uh, kind of moves once or twice so that you see okay you have something mm-hmm. and then um, you can uh, just go and see what is there inside mm-hmm. and and what is the reason why this is becoming more important in these days like a lot of people are wanting in their apps in fact we can clearly see how facebook has uh, the icons and the right. interactions have evolved more towards uh, motion design airbnb the icons have some sort of a movement right um, any particular observations or you must have thought about it right like it's it's happening everywhere one one simple answer to that would be uh, like when you have the option hmm. would you drink water directly from the pond or would you have the tap and the glass hmm. so i think the simple answer comes from that that just because you have means of doing something better why not right mm-hmm. because uh, using extra things you can actually communicate a lot more and make it feel a lot more natural so i think that is the reason mm-hmm. delight definitely being one of them right you know this is 2019 of course everyone's making functional apps mm-hmm. what will make your product or your app stand out yeah mm-hmm. motion could be an answer to that mm-hmm. any any thoughts on making it more human i mean see technology will keep evolving but it's it's finally we as designers are responsible what to bring in and what to keep out because then it 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 doesn't it shouldn't be a force fit as well right because <laughs> something is there cool happening let's right. put it there right um uh, so yeah that let we are obviously on the same page in terms right. of like what to bring in and what not to right but i think there would be more to um making it more human is that a angle yeah sure uh, like you know we already have seen a lot of apps which involves a lot of uh, you know human interactions it's not just you know something which is happening on your screen mm. but it is something that you do with execute something mm. you know our google pay the scratch cards are an example you know when you do something everyone knows that you know you will end up probably getting better luck next time inside <laughs> yeah. but uh, the enthusiasm using which people you know scratch and rub those cards mm. um it's it's unmatchable you know if you would have directly after transaction if you directly pop up saying that hey you won uh 50 rupees or 20 rupees you're still giving him the same reward 
but you're making it a little more challenging and you're creating a little more anticipation by having that scratch interaction in between mm-hmm. like now similarly i have also seen a lot of shake interactions uh, which uh, people uh, implement in their apps mm-hmm. right and you know the other day i was talking to a designer friend and uh, they're going to all different new levels we were we were talking about some smart car app so you know there every animations inside you know every time when you animate there's a there's a kind of kind of a graph which is inside the speed graph so you're saying can we sync that graph with the things that you do in real life right the the the, the nature of the speed how it accelerates how it decelerates and all mm-hmm. so these are all next level thing when you're when you're using it you might not even feel that you know that kind of thinking had gone beyond uh, behind making it mm-hmm. but the thing becomes a part of your life that uh, it it becomes so natural and uh, you don't even realize that uh, it was made with uh, so much effort mm-hmm. like you know from uh, slightly different from motion uh, once i got to know that facebook messenger had that special ding the sound uh, which would come when uh, someone sends you a message mm. i heard i read somewhere that 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 sound it was ding it was the notes f and b of music who oh, is it so, yeah, apparently i, I just heard <laughs> i'm not a i'm not a music expert but mm. i just read it somewhere mm-hmm. so that's a thought about thing wow very interesting uh so obviously there's like lot more to document and i'll have like last two questions uh, mainly so i've done a lot of interviews and this is more like a philosophical question mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. you can take a shot at it uh, so i've done a lot of interviews with uh, animators uh, especially nina sabnani uh, suresh rayat who was like who like 20 30 years in the industry mm-hmm. doing animation mm-hmm. films and stuff like that and uh, one of the interesting uh, insights which i found f- from all the people is that motion is sign of life yes right you if like because uh, the question to these guys was that can you animate without moving right i don't know maybe i was just curious to understand that and he said even if there's a ma- like a eyebrow moment mm-hmm. it's still it's a moment so you can't have anything which is not moving and it still has life okay <laughs> which is which is very profound uh, okay yeah so on similar lines uh, what is your take on motion uh, like in the last few years where you are practicing that effectively right. uh, when you are communicating that to a lot of people what are your thoughts on motion in general at a more abstract level and uh, yeah what has been your learnings over a period of time dealing with motion mainly I think I completely agree with the fact that uh, it's an expression of life. Uh it's making things more natural. I think I've used this phrase many times during uh, today's uh, conversation. So I think that is very true. But uh I also feel that there's a slight difference in uh, the kind of motion or animation that you do say in case of a film or a movie. uh then uh, uh with ux mm-hmm. like you know when i was starting with motion design one of the first things that i went and read was disney's 12 principles of animation right so it's a, it's a good documentation of what you can do to make your composition more interesting mm-hmm. right now there are 12 different things which they mention you know it's about uh, deformation or you know exaggeration and many other things you know it's a good read you can actually go and check that out but i feel that in case of ux maybe not all of them are completely valid mm-hmm. right So you know you can so what I usually do is I filter out a few points out of that modify them or tweak them uh, as per my understanding what I feel uh, is more relevant for UX mm. and then I just go ahead and and, uh, and I do that but you know everything comes from the fact that things move right uh, because that's what all of us are inherently um, um inherently programmed to do right just like you know none of us ever felt any difficulty in playing um uh, angry birds even though you know you're not an expert in physics because we all are a part of it 
so you know it's about extend extending all that parts within the things that you are interacting with on a daily life mm. right when i'm interacting with a chair i know how it will move similarly when i'm interacting with an app i should know how it will move so i think it's all comes from there cool i think uh, this is a good note to end this uh, obviously there's a lot more to be known about it um, if people have to follow your work uh, follow you the instagram which is the best place yeah instagram or uh, dribble well i believe dribble is a very designer only place instagram is a good place mm-hmm. so th- i have two profiles uh, one is about my travel but the other one is about my work it's called uh, saptarshi ux mm-hmm. my first name followed by ux at the rad- uh, at the rate of course that's my handle so yes you can and check out some design. of my work Swiggy design of course it's a yeah. team thing it's not just um uh, it's not just my work and uh, we tend to sh- in swiggy design we tend to show what is happening within our team mm-hmm. so it, it might not be direct work mm-hmm. it could be what happens behind the scenes yeah. so if you really want to see motion design swiggy design may or may not be the place mm-hmm. but yes you might see you know what are the behind the scenes of designing some motion graphic that was being done yeah mm-hmm. cool uh, thanks uh, for giving your time and uh, yeah would like to have you again on audio again sometime later with more experience more insights about motion and sure. other aspects of product design as well sure cool thanks thanks a lot kedar uh, we'd love to come again and that's it from today's gyan session catch us on itunes savan stitcher or any podcasting app you use do rate us on itunes and follow us on twitter facebook and instagram stay tuned for more gyan on audiogyan.com till then bye It's been a great week on the IBM Podcast Network. On this round is on me. Gauri is joined by Shweta Nanda. They talk about the financial independence and how it is to be a woman entrepreneur. On Anish thing, Anish welcomes ultra marathon runner Shivani Gharat. Shivani shares her journey of how she ran her first marathon, the mindset of a runner, and what it actually takes to run a full marathon. On Cock and Bull, Cyrus, Naveen, Akash, and Shreyas talk about the Korean band BTS serving in the military and its repercussions. On Think Fast, Varun and Suchita discuss Wing Greens and their latest acquisitions and about the Indian sexual wellness market. And on Shunyavan, Sheeladitya is joined by Dinika Bhatia, CEO and founder of Natigrities. They talk about coming from a business family and Dinika's journey in creating healthy and guilt-free snacking. Once again, don't forget to visit our merch store on ivmpodcasts.com. We have some exciting new merch out there for you. Also, do follow us on social media. We are IVM Podcasts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and LinkedIn. And do remember to spread the word about these shows and any other shows you might be listening to. Appreciate them, rate them and review them wherever you are listening to them. You can also check out all our other shows on youtube.com/ivmpodcasts. And finally, we would like to thank our sponsors this week. Volvo XC40 Recharge, Bumble, Heads Up for Tails, Kotak Privy League Program and HDFC Mutual Fund. Thanks guys, without you this would not be possible. Do you often find yourself surrounded by conversations about web3, blockchain, NFTs, DAOs? What are these terms and how do they affect our future on the internet? So many questions, but don't worry, we've got answers to all your questions. Hi, I'm Eklavya Bhattacharya and on our show Future Proofing, we try to decode the impact of these future technologies on various industries with experts and tech enthusiasts. Tune into new episodes coming out every Thursday on the IVM Podcast app and the website or wherever you get your podcasts from.